Today's podcast is officially sponsored by My Crew Doses. Yes, your ears do not deceive you officially. Amanita muscaria. That is a mushroom, ladies and gentlemen. And this particular blend helps you sleep, helps you rest. Slept like a log. I think I, I tallied nine, maybe ten hours of straight sleep. Usually I get up. Usually I go up to go pee. Not this time. I didn't check my bed. I might have wet myself, but it doesn't matter. I got nine hours of deep sleep. Vivid dreams as well. So if you guys are interested in this stuff, you have to be 18 or older to use this, by the way. If you're interested in this type of thing, go to MyCrewDoses.com. And at checkout, use promo code THECHAMBER. Get you a little 10% off. All right, boom, and we're live. Here with me today would be known to most as a woman of the night, a woman that will sex you down if the price is right, a woman that will not only please your mind, but please your wiener if you're into that sort of thing and uh, you're a man that likes women with women body parts. Please welcome the legendary star of the Cat House series on HBO, Air Force Amy. Thank you for being here with me and spending some time. Hi, Jay. Thank you for that great introduction. And <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. You? I'll be. Go ahead. And how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to be up front with you. Um, Air Force Amy, I'm tired today. I played, I play in a hockey league. And uh, the game last night started at 11.10 p.m., and that's probably around the same time most brothels open their doors. But uh, I'm tired as hell today, and the weird thing about that is no matter how tired I am or how sick I am, my libido will be at 700%, like, all the time. And I can get chopped up in a – I can get chopped in half by a helicopter propeller, and uh, if a woman is bent over in a skirt, I'll still figure out a way to make it work. And, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but I'm, I'm saying it because I'm uh, I don't know how many milligrams of caffeine I took today. So well, you know what, Jay? On. That's why I love hockey players. I kid you. <laughs> oh, hell I yeah. love hockey players. I have not met one hockey player yet that can't stand the test of time and, and give me a run for my money. OK, <laughs> and let me tell you what, you are lucky, Jay. You are one you are a, a one percenter. In today's world, okay, you are really a one percenter. I swear, there's low T and uh, low libido and low sex drive happening all over the United States. I've seen it happening in my industry. So, God, are you are you really? Single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm single. I'm single and ready to mingle. I'm okay. ready for you to pull your goalie. I'll <laughs> I'll score on an empty net. Yeah, I might need a little hockey player in my life. So, so listen, Air Force Amy, how did you get into the brothel business? Did someone from Zip Recruiter reach out to you, or how does that work? No, they they do advertise on their websites, but um, the I heard about it. I'm hitch, I'm 13 years old, hitchhiking around the United States, had a you know crazy little home life when I was young, and I was just, it was just like, yeah, let me out of here. I gotta go. I didn't. Well, actually, I was gonna get caught like doing a lot of things, and I didn't want to get caught because that was like severe punishment. So I ran away. And I'm hitchhiking around the country in truck stops and um, I'm on Highway 80 going past the Mustang Ranch. And you hear these girls on the CB. This is like 1985, 84. Oh, yeah. No, no, 19. Wait. Okay. You do the math. Um, <laughs> it was the early. Oh, I'm, I'm no 80s, better at math. I'll tell you that you're. 70s. 
Okay. So, um, well, they were still, you know, hawking clients on the CV. So they're going across, going past the 80 and the guys are like, oh yeah, that's the Mustang Ranch and it's a palace and the girls are gorgeous. They're all uh, models. And, and I was like, oh my goodness. Cause I was doing the same thing, but in truck stops. Okay. And it was really scary. Really, really, really scary. I, was, oh I think we God. call those lot lizards. Is that what they were called? Lot back then, the lot lizards. Lot lizard, sweet cheeks coming at you. Let <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I me mean, look at this. I'm 13 years old, knocking on a truck door going, Hey, mister, what a blowjob. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. I made that, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, for real. I mean, come on, man. How does that happen? Luckiest day of his life, you know? So um, I thought, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go work at the Mustang, you know, you know indoors. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. place with air conditioning and damn heat. Right. So, um, yeah, they said, no, you have to be 18 years old. So I was on, like, oh, they're going to shut that dream right to hell. So I joined the military. So I ended up joining the military instead. And I did really good, a highly decorated veteran in the United States Air Force. And um, it came time to, to separate with the honorable discharge, I was like, yeah, they wanted me to re-enlist. And they said, all right, cool. Give me a bonus and a re-enlistment bonus or, or cross-train me. They didn't want to do that. So I said, I'm stationed in Las Vegas. I said, fine, I'll just go down to the brothels. I'm like, you can't do that. So it was an ultimatum. So it was an ultimatum that got me into the legal brothels. An ultimatum that got me into the military. Me and my ultimatums, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. I went straight to the chicken ranch from... Nella's Air Base. It was like an hour's drive away, and it's what I've been doing ever since. So, what types of things tend to happen at these brothels? For because maybe there's some innocent listeners, probably not, but maybe. Can you go ahead and explain what sort of things? Like, let's take me through an experience of a brothel. If I walk into a brothel, like what's going to happen to me? So you're going to go up to the door, you're going to ring the bell, you're going to ring the bell, you're going to walk in and the lady's going to check your ID, make sure that you're 21 or 18. And then they're going to ring this bell and, and a bunch of girls, the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life from every shape, size, color are going to come line up in front of you. They're going to introduce themselves by their name. Hi, my name's Amy. Hi, my name's, and you're going to, they're going to ask you to choose a lady. So yeah, I mean, right there on the spot, you're going to choose. So it's just like, you know, first impressions are everything. So you're going to choose a lady um, and they're going to really, 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 really try to make you choose a lady. Otherwise, you can just go to the bar and the girls will come up to you. But they really want you to choose a lady. So you're going to choose a lady. She's going to take you on what's called her tour. She's going to walk you around and show you the place and, and get acquainted and, and calm your nerves. And you can get a drink. You can go have a cocktail. Um, hey, what do you mean by calm your nerves? What sort of things happen with that? Oh, guys coming in are so just petrified. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, they're not they're not hockey players. Okay. <laughs> a little scared Stevens. I got it. Yeah, they're not yeah, hockey players. They're yeah, not they hockey got all their players. Teams. They don't they're not that bold, okay? So <laughs> you're fearless. They're not fearless like you. And um and so we calm your nerves and, and take you to our ultimately take you to our room, which is like our office. And that's the only place that you can get prices. You can't get prices online. You can't get prices over the phone. You can't get prices in the parlor. It has to legally take place within the girl's office, within the licensed legal brothel, while she's actively holding a license. So there's lots Damn, of rules. you have to hold a license. Yeah, there's lots of rules to how do. You, to, how do you, you go about getting a license? Well, a license um, in in the county that I work, it's, it varies from county to county. And um, this county, you can't have it. 
any felonies. You can't have any charges that deal with um, theft, prostitution, drugs, or weapons. Okay, that's a confusing one that you just said. You can't have prostitution. Isn't this? Wouldn't this be considered a form of prostitution? I don't it get the is. laws, and I honestly, I think it's dumb. I think prostitution should be legal. That's right. just my view point on it. But right, I mean, like, we're, we're like the we're actually like the last frontier that it's okay to bash. I mean, everybody else is protected now, but not not the prostitutes. They're the last marginalized people on earth that just don't have a terrorist group fighting for them. <laughs> It's, it's bullshit. It's yeah, bullshit. It's really, I mean, it's really like, crazy. But anyhow, so yeah, we get this. We have to be licensed, and um, prostitution is not legal throughout Nevada. It's only in counties that have uh, you have to have a, a population of less than seven hundred thousand. So that wipes out Clark County, where Las Vegas is, and it wipes out Washoe County, where Reno is, the two largest cities. Yeah. And so yeah. each county votes whether or not they're going to allow legal prostitutions, and the ones that do then we, um, they have their own ordinances as to how we operate. Okay. You could try to go out to Vegas and market, and then you'll have to take them off, like out of that county. Well, I'll market. I'm actually, yeah, building a website right now, airforceamy.vegas and check it out people. And I will hustle them to come see me at the bunny ranch in Northern Nevada. A lot of people think that we're in Las Vegas because they saw this show cat house on HBO and they just say Nevada, uh, sex, Las Vegas. So they think we're in Las Vegas. So already I'm answering a lot of emails that say, well, no, we're not actually located in Las Vegas, but we have hourly commuter, commuter flights on Southwest Airlines. You can come up and see me. As long as the transaction takes place here on property, I can go anywhere with you in Nevada. So that's how that works. So how does a... Uh... How does a transaction work? Like, do you pay for the service that you want? Like, say I walk in there and I just want a blowjob. Do I say that? Or like, what what happens? Well, you- here we are. We're still, remember you asked me how it works. So we're, we're in the girls' room right now, okay? You and I, you, yeah, you we're and in the girls' room. room. And she's going to ask you what you want to do. And, 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 and probably mostly, like she should, I train a lot of the girls and they should be pre-qualifying you, number one. And they should have their hand on your package and sexing you up, and you should have a heart on by the time you're going to up, okay? Number two. That's easy. <laughs> right? We're going to put you under the ether, right? We're going to put you under the ether, and then we're going to tell you what our prices are. Ooh. And then we're just gonna, yeah. You know, yeah, we're going to give you our prices, and you're going to object, and then we're going to counter your objection, and we're going to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to try to get as much money. She's going to get as much money as she can for doing as little as possible, and you're going to get as much as possible for the least amount that you can spend. And you come to an agreement somewhere in the middle, right? Hopefully. Uh huh. Yeah. Hopefully. Or or towards your benefit, you know. So we really we really want to see you guys. We don't want to turn anyone away. So you're going to agree. What happened? We're going to agree on what you want to do, and we set cash or credit, and. You can do cash or credit. You can use any amount, any any combination thereof. And there's no surcharge surcharge for your credit card. So you, you're going to agree on a price. You're going to take them take that money up to the front to the, the hooker booker who handles all the transactions. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> yeah. The hooker booker. She handles Hell the cashier, yeah. handles, handles all the, the transactions and they keep they keep a tally of it. And they uh, we all have um, it goes for our accounting and we get paid the next day, our 50% minus room and board and other tra- other things that you might incur that week. 
get taken out of that check and you get paid every day except Saturday and Sunday, you get paid on, on Monday. So, and then at the end of the year, they add all that up and we're independent contractors, right? So um, legally or, or realistically, we would give the ranch a 1099 saying, yeah, I gave you 50% of my money. But what they do is give us what's called a courtesy 1099 that tells us how much money we made on our take. So we pay do taxes. You, do you think the 50% is fair or do you think it's unfair? Well, it's that's the way it's been and it's not going to change. You know, gotcha. I don't okay. know if you're going to say it's fair or not, but you know, when it's not fair, when it gets up to a party that's like $100,000 and they're getting 50, that's unfair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Unfair. But on a daily basis, when you're doing your regular parties, anywhere from, you know, maybe you put 5000 5, a day or 8000 a day, 10000 But like Damn. I said, when it gets into the six digits, that's where it hurts, right? Yeah, that's a giant chunk of money. Yeah, dude. that hurts because you're obviously house. doing a lot of stuff for a hundred thousand, right? You're you're spending, yeah. you know, some. I've seen some guys spend a hundred thousand for four days. They, you know, what? Or, oh shit! Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah. What if some dude pays a hundred thousand dollars and just like pre ejaculates? Like, can he try and get his money back? <laughs> like, yeah. walks in the room, you touch There's his leg, no and he squirts out. Baby, no refunds, okay? Because. <laughs> You know, everybody final, get, refund, get done and refund. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Once they drop that money, it's dropped. And if you have a complaint, you have to make that complaint right there on the property at that time. <laughs> let us fix it, okay? Otherwise, it, you know, and that's one, of the, that's one of the reasons that it's so expensive because half of what you spend does go to the ranch. And what you get with that is a lot of guarantees. Now, if you go look for a sex from a stranger, a lot of bad things can happen. That won't happen here. Okay, there's no one under the bed going to steal your wallet. No one's outside the door going to hit your head. Please aren't going to raid. No one under the bed. Right? I mean, that, that happens, right? Come on. It sounds like that was a very specific one. Yeah. That you just I mean, brought up. You know, it just steals your wallet. And you're like, yeah. Or you're going, she goes in the bathroom and comes out. I mean, I, I hear these, I read these horror stories, not horror, but horror stories from Las Vegas, man. There's a lot of tricks goes on, right? A lot of bad stuff. Oh, happens. yeah. A lot oh, of bad yeah. stuff happens. I, so here you have, it's a legal, uh, a legal entity and you have a complaint system. I mean, when, if you're doing something illegal, crime breeds crime and you really don't have a complaint system. Okay. Oh, I was doing a criminal act and you know, I was buying, I was buying dope and I got ripped off. Yeah. Please don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, here you have a complaint system. So that's where 50% of your money goes. You have a complaint system plus we're guaranteed to be free from STDs, chlamydia, all these. We we see a doctor once a week. They they check us for five different STDs plus chlamydia once a month for hepatitis AIDS, and once a year for hepatitis A B C. We're and we're immunized for all these other things too, right? So that's where half do, of your money goes. And it, do and the guys so, have to get checked out before you sex them down? We they do. What we do is called we do what's called a dick check. Okay, dick check. A dick check. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that old, that's that DC. Right? Oh, yeah. It is a DC. That's what we call them DCs. You know, we don't say DCs. DCs. So uh, when a girl first comes to work with us, she has to learn how to do a DC. And what we do is we look for um, open sores, general herpes, general warts, um, and it's, a, it's a, just a little five minute check, you know. And we can tell, normally you can tell if somebody has something, it smells. Okay. You know Ugh. what? I'm you know, right out the oh, bat, no. you're pulling pants down. Look you're like, at, ah, baby, we can't do this today. 
<laughs> yeah, looking for ward sores, making sure that thing's over two inches so you can at least yeah, party you, a little bit. Yeah, I get a little BC. That's when you go, oh boy. And uh, like if a girl, you know, she uh, sees something that she's not familiar with, she'll go get an older, uh, someone more seasoned and come check and be like, oh yeah. A little bit more seasoned. Well, yeah, what what the fuck is that on there? Can you tell me what that is? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Jesus. You know, yeah. Because there was a day, there was a day in time where we were not allowed to refuse clients. You know, like- Oh some, no. Yeah, some places. and uh, Yeah, many years ago. We were not allowed to refuse clients, so the girl would be like, "Well, oh no, he's got a wart," and just you know, and, and refuse. Yeah, it. he's got a wart. Smells <laughs> like the devil's dick. Oh, yeah, but to be Damn, honest, with yeah, me, I'm 33 years, and I can count on one hand the gentlemen I've had to turn down because of STDs. I think there's just something about our business. They know that they're going to get checked or or something, but we just don't. That makes we sense. Don't encounter that clientele. We just yeah, that makes sense. It. You know, it makes sense uh, that there's probably more uh, STDs flying around at college campuses because that you're just like hammered and it's spontaneous. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, one summer I was hanging out on the Las Vegas Strip with some um, some girls and and the people that we would encounter. Everyone, I'm talking, everyone had herpes. I was like, yeah, you guys, whoa, you know, everybody. It was just, it was insane. You know, the, That's the, the gift stuff. that keeps on giving. Yeah, the stuff that goes on outside of the legal broth. I'm so I'm so sheltered inside the brothel. I just don't encounter the same things that illegal escorts and prostitutes do. And I tried it for like one week. It was <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh, escorting. It was impossible. I'm I'm really spoiled. We are all spoiled, you know, in these brothels. We have these fabulous rooms and fabulous um clients and fabulous marketing. And it's just, you know, we it's just it it works way better. The legal the legal model works, whereas the criminal model doesn't. So even like when um like Connecticut and New York City, they're decriminalizing prostitution, but not legalizing. Okay. So decriminalizing, what they're doing is making it not a crime for the escort, yeah. but a crime for the John. So what that does is put everything in the John's um, arena. He gets to say, well, I'm the one that's going to get in trouble. So we're going to do this. So it just gives, he gets to be, he gets to be more demanding. Well, I'm the one that's going to get in trouble. So we're going to meet here. I'm the one that's going to get in trouble. So I'm mm. going to do this. So they really just really, just um, really hurt the ladies. Incredibly. Yeah. They, they tried that model in Canada and it just doesn't work. It took all the power out of the girl's hands and they already are powerless. So it's just a, you know, I, lawmakers just don't make sense anymore. They just don't think things through. They're like a bunch of second graders, you know? It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. It wigs me out too. Like, what really bothers me are like those sting operations where, where like you entrap someone to right. be with a prostitute like both parties want this to, like the woman usually understands what is going to happen and she wants money and is completely fine with giving her body up the man is okay with giving money up to get some pussy so it's a fucking transaction that both parties are on the same page you know yeah. why can't yeah. you make that happen well, like okay so so instead i have to take you out to dinner and do this little hoo-ha hoo-ha dance where we both know at the end i want some sex you know and you want free shit 
You want money. <laughs> it's the same shit. We're just jumping through hoops. You yeah. know, let's just cut the bullshit out. Yeah, it cuts out, it cuts out the bullshit and the dishonesty. It's good, clean, safe sex with no strings attached. Okay. And what's the problem with that? Is is beyond me. What's the problem with that? You know, but what where the real problem what I see is pimps. Okay. So pimps get celebrated and prostitutes yeah. get berated. Okay. And there's no one there, females don't inherently want to just rip off guys. Okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. We're nurturing and kind and soft people. And it's just mm-hmm. when you put the pimp in there, he's the one beating you, telling you you have to get this, you have to do that. And they're just, you know, they're oppressed and being abused. So, I mean, they just, I think they just need to just really come down on pimping as opposed to prostituting. The women, I mean, we're yeah. okay. We can run our own business. We can do this. Okay, we can do this and keep you coming back because we, you know, women are just better businessmen. I gotta tell you that I've worked with. Well, it's it's about like, yeah, what better person to have in charge than a woman that's like giving men sex? Right? (laughs) Like, why would a man be in charge of that? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so they get they gotta take the crime, the criminal element, which is the pimp, out of the picture, and um, and then when you see like street prostitutes, it's more of a addiction and mental health problem just like homelessness they get they have to treat that the the street prostitution like homelessness and they have to take the pimp out of the picture and let women be empowered and run their businesses and everything's good yeah i guess that's that's one of the issues that would that would take place if prostitution was legal like the sex trafficking and stuff like how would you be able to tell if that person was under command of a pimp i mean i i don't condone that shit at all the sex trafficking it's really sad i know it's really really popular in this country and other countries as well and i just i hate hearing about yeah, that they shit need, like yeah, they young... need, to, they need to crack down on the pimping and the and the pandering and um yeah but they, if you don't use a legal model like we do with the brothels where we have um ordinances and rules and legalities and licenses and control where you yeah. can, you know things are being controlled at a health department level a county level a state level i mean it's just like weed you want to legalize weed legalize um a prostitution out of brothels you know yeah that's a big yeah there's regulations you know, i can just tell you that you can come to a legal brothel and have the time of your life and you can get ripped to the gills and nothing bad is going to happen to you. You can come party your little ass off and you have no concerns that something nefarious is going to happen. You know, I do just people have to be worried. Like say I'm at a casino in Las Vegas and someone comes up to me. Cause this has happened before. And they're like, do you want party favors? Do you want to come back to a brothel? Do you want to like shit like that? Like yeah. are there some sketchy people that are trying to get you in trouble and lead you somewhere that I mean, ultimately yeah, will not be beneficial model in the illegal model especially in casinos in vegas you know there may yeah. i think the security allows for they may, may allow like a couple working girls they know that are getting that are paying them off or something but you yeah. know las vegas is the worst place the worst place the worst things happen and <laughs> the most nefarious things happen okay even if you're going to hire an escort out of an escort service 
the lady's going to, the girl's going to get there and say, well, yeah, it was only 500 to show. Now, if you want to do this, and then she's going to jack you up to oh. many, many thousands of dollars. And you're, you're just not safe there in your room with her because she can have someone else outside there. I mean, you're going to get hit, man. It's just dangerous. It's really dangerous, especially in Las Vegas because it's such a tourist town. And these, yeah. guys, these girls can turn and burn you. And these guys can turn and burn you with no, uh, you know, no recourse. You got to be pretty street smart, don't you? I would imagine that you're probably pretty goddamn street smart since you've been you've been literally on the street since you were a teenager, right? Like yeah. navigating that life. Yeah, the underbelly Never. of America. Yeah, pretty street smart. Yeah. I think mostly I can I can size up a situation in a matter of seconds. I can tell you whether this person what this person I can just, you know, I have an intuition about people that I can tell you whether this is going to be good or bad you know, or how I'm going to have to handle it. So I can relate to people at all levels and I can, I can size yeah. up the situation and in, in, in an instant, as far, as far as being street smart, I'm, I'm, uh, I was in some pretty dangerous places. <laughs> I put myself. You allowed to share anything? Something that's well, at the top of your mind? Well, you know what? There was a time when I was, um, I was not clean and sober. I'm clean and sober many, many, many years now, but there was a time when I was not, and I was in Las Vegas and, and trying to get a hold of some stuff. And I got a hold of some stuff. And this big guy gets in my car, right? And big, mm. big guy. And I thought he just looked, he looked, and, you know, I felt as though he was innocent. My intuition said, yeah, this is a big baby Huey. He's fine. He's not going to do And I <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad's happening. Yeah. Here, okay, we're good. And I just read it all wrong. And, yeah, he raped, robbed, beat me, left me for dead, broke a couple oh, of Jesus. collarbones, split open my face. I had a punctured lung. Whoa all kinds of things, you know, and I still wanted to continue doing <laughs> what I was doing. I still wanted to get high. It was so bad. Yeah, I went back to and I went back to the uh, brothel I was working at and my face was just pummeled. Okay. And everything's I mean it was pummeled. It was bad. And uh that owner, which was a bad really bad owner, one of the, the lockdown brothels from many years ago, he had me back working on the floor like in two days. <laughs> Damn! The girls were like a piece of me because that was money out of his pocket. Yeah, it was bad. It used to be really, really, really bad. Some of the brothels still are really um, uh, take. We call them pussy prisons. You know, some of the brothels we still call them pussy prisons. You know, and the girls. I don't know how they get there and work there and can stay there. I guess if you don't know any better, is you know you think that's the way it's supposed to be and it's okay, but. yeah, I can I can vouch for the place all the places that the the bunny ranch owner owns. You know, the Kit Kat, the Sagebrush, the Love Ranch, and the Bunny Ranch. We we just we basically almost have like no supervision. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool. Well, that probably yeah. makes it like stress free, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have to run an errand, you go home with your kids. You you know, you work a shift. You're good. And and it's yeah, it's nothing like the ones that that don't have like that model in place. Do you think- do you think a lot of these uh, workers are there against their will or are, mo- are all of them there because they want to be there? Absolutely. 100% because they want to be here. Um, when, and our brothels that I, I can vouch for in Lyon County, L-Y-O-N, Lyon County, it's um, Mount House, Carson City, Nevada. I can vouch that no one is here that doesn't want to be here. They get hundreds and hundreds of applications every day. Every oh, day. Damn. So it was, yeah, it was just like me being on the road going, oh man, no palace I can work. It's indoors. You know, yeah, a lot of girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's yeah. the interview process like? I'm not sure. 
I don't know because yeah. I haven't had it. You're OG. You don't even yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I know back some many, many years ago, the guy made me take my clothes off one to see if I had any tattoos or, or scars, right? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No. You know, because I came straight out of the military and everything you wanted to do with me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. Are you crazy? You know, but now it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, That's I think a- that you just have to... Um, your pictures have to be real. You yeah. more than likely should be a people person. And I think that the people that do the hiring HR, they can kind of feel out whether you're going to be having a pimp or not. And we kind of really frown on and keep and keep that element out of our houses. And if a girl does slip through the crack and maybe she does have a pimp and she wants to get away, uh. we will protect her. And cut that guy yeah. off, and we're behind iron fences. And you know, I'm the first one. I'm front line. I'm like, yeah, uh-uh, nah, you're not, we're good. You know, <laughs> you, 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 need, you need to get depimped. Call me, okay? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We'll get rid of that guy. Yeah. So when you're so having what, what we do, and so this is such a perfect model. We get attacked for being like sex traffickers, and it's like they just don't understand the truth of it. I think that people come after the legal brothels. The same way as like gun control. You can't control illegal gun sales. You can't control the illegality of guns. So you're going to go after the, the people that are legal and licensed and, you know, take away their rights because you just can't do anything about the illegal element. And it's kind of the same way with legal prostitution. They're going to attack us because we're a sitting target and we already abide by the rules instead of going after the serious heavy sex traffickers because it's just impossible for them to control. It's just like they can't control uh, um illegal drug sales and gun sales, they go after the legal people. So that's how that works. But the truth of the matter is once we get a girl in here and she, um, we empower her to be a businesswoman, to look, have goals, five-year goals, one-year goals, get your, you know, what do you, what do you want to do besides, I mean, you can make a career out of this. Like I have, it's absolutely fine. But do you have goals? Do y'all have, y'all have quotas? We don't, we use, no, not quotas, but, um, it's kind of, we're a highly motivated sales team. So we get prizes for making the most money per day and per week and per month. And per Fuck year. yeah. You Some know? incentives. Yeah. And I'm talking like Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Diamonds. You know who's supposed to be the best by what kind of purse they have on them? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Who has the that's most so food, funny. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, and that's, you know, that's our, our, yeah, we wear our, our designer wear as, you know, a mark of pride, but you know, we get all this designer wear and we just look absolutely fabulous when we're going on outdates with you. Right. So, I mean, could you, you know, we make you look like you're the man, because if you think I'm, if they think I'm your girlfriend or your wife, because I don't, you don't really, I don't really look like an escort or a hooker. They're like, wow, he, t- he takes care of her. Right. Ah, in and, and yeah. looking all good with all my designer wear. It's like you look like you are the man. Not only am I hot as hell, sexy, and dripping with designer wear, then you got to be some kind of guy. You're either a hockey player or <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, so we make you look good. We make you feel good, and we make I you. I bet look you good. do. And people ask make me, you look oh, good, make you feel good. What do I do? What What's my daily? Uh, if I had to put it all in a nutshell, what I do, I would say, I give, I give you confidence. 
so that's a big thing for a man you know yeah so you come in your heart's been put through a blender and you know and you just can't you can't get a date your your heart broke you're divorced you're um a virgin and you can't hook up with girls and i'm gonna get hold of you and within an hour two hours you're gonna feel like a million bucks you're gonna you know what you're doing you have confidence you you make me feel good and i take out all the fear of what Mm. you're thinking and um we just we just break that fear barrier and give you confidence and you walk out feeling like a million bucks with the pep you're taking out the fear of someone being rejected exactly it's all gone yeah 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 there's there's a lot of anxiety in men when they're because they don't know what the answer is going to be when they go up to a random person and the fear of rejection is real big in the the male community so i mean if you take that shit out like you already know that she's gonna go out with you and now you're gonna have a good time it takes the pressure off that's kind of fucking cool you hit that you hit that nail right on the head i couldn't have said that better jay i I hadn't even thought i hadn't even thought of that that's gonna be part of my pitch now (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah i'm in sales too baby yeah yeah absolutely right and guys are really being rejected you know it's just there's something in society now hiding behind computer screens and phone screens and 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 you just you look at instagram and you see all these photoshopped people and you think that that's what you know and it's just it's not reality reality is eyeball to eyeball hand to hand you know skin on skin that's reality and we just need more reality and more connection in that way. Yeah, that's cool. If you guys are looking for a marketer, a field marketer, you let me know. I'll I'll join you guys. That's cool. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to ask you this. Like when you're having sex with a client, are you able to enjoy it or is it like strictly business? Because once a hobby becomes a job, like you, like you kind of lose joy to it. So I'm kind of curious where you stand on that. No, no way, man. I have I have orgasm every time. I just I use okay? <laughs> whether you like it or not, I'm gonna have nut. I'm gonna get a nut, okay? <laughs> you know, Hell yeah, baby. Some of the guys that I you know I have an orgasm with, I I should be ashamed of myself. All <laughs> like right, you're shaking a lot. You having a seizure? What the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I should really be ashamed. Of some of these situations I've had orgasms with, but you know it is what it is. It's like it takes. <laughs> It takes as much energy to fake it as it does to make it, you know, so you might True. as well have an orgasm, you might as well feel good. It feels so good. I mean, the moment after both, you know, you both orgasm at the same time and you know that it's just That's the best saying. feeling on the planet. You just, you know, you collapse into each other's arms and just, you don't have to say a word, just enjoy that afterglow. And, you know, we need to Okay. I'm about to go masturbate right now. God damn. You know, we just need more of that. You know, my nuzzled up in your neck and under your arm and and just, you know, hey, daddy, you know, just make me feel like you're really, you know, got that man thing going on, all your masochism. Listen, like you work at a place where you're allowed to come on the job and orgasm on the job. Like (laughs) if, if I were to do that, if I were to do that at a desk job, I would be fired. I would be fired and blacklisted from every corporation. Like some people, I don't know if you've seen the news, but like there's a a lot of recent news that comes out where these people are accidentally jerking off on zoom on a meeting and they're canned and they have to, they have to do like a a fucking nationwide apology. If that was me, I am not saying sorry. I will not say sorry. I am. I am proud to masturbate. I masturbate. makes me feel good. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) 
so funny. Yeah, I would, you know, people want to wonder why I'm still in the business for so long. Well, one, it's like being, um, who's that football player that can never retire? He's <laughs> Tom Brady. There you go. <laughs> you know, you, you love what you do. You're still the, the best in the business. And you know what? Mm. My job, you can walk to yeah. work. You know, if you stay on property, a lot of girls stay on property. If they come in from out of town, they just stay in, they stay on property. So like you can walk to work, you can get drunk on a job, you get laid, you, you can take naps. I mean, there's, and, and you have orgasms and it's just like, I mean, I don't think there's a better job. <laughs> I don't think so either. Shout out to my friend, Professor Bach. She listens to the podcast and uh, she's all about naps. So <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. If, you're, if, you're if you want to get woke up throughout the night for the guys that come in, I mean, you can work a shift from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or you can choose any 12 hours that you want. And if you want to work overtime, I mean, you can as long as you make the, the, the lineups that are in your shift. So, yeah, you take naps and get up for lineups. And you can take a nap. You can do whatever you want. As long as you tell the cashier, as long as you tell the hooker booker, hey, I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. Hey, I got to go to the store. Okay. Hey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't work That's today. Cool. Why not? I can't see. Uh, wait. I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> no. I can't. <laughs> My eye hurts. <laughs> okay. I can't which, see. Which eye? Whis <laughs> whispering <laughs> eye? No, that was a joke. <laughs> Somebody told me that. She's like, um. Uh, just here's your here's your excuse for not going to work because I can't see coming in today. <laughs> yeah. oh, my eye hurts. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good I, one. I screwed that joke up, but it was really funny when I heard it. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Here we are in the room and we're negotiating. We come to an agreement yeah. and um, we take the money up to the hooker booker. She takes the money. We go back to our room. We have an absolutely good time. And, um, mm. Maybe you exchange phone numbers and stay in touch Ooh. for the rest of your life. You make a good friend or you get paid to go away. I mean, the guys that I really, really like, they usually are married or something or just want to try one thing, you know, one time. This is a once in a lifetime because my wife won't do it. And um, I get paid to go away. I never see you again. Paid to go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. For all the insecure listeners out there, I want to ask this. Does size matter for you? It does not matter. You know? Oh, shit. Size oh, does my God. not matter. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why. This is a long story. Yeah. How long is this episode? <laughs> oh, it could be as long as you want it to be. Okay. This is a long story. So I had never dated. I'd never been in love. I never had a boyfriend because I was in this industry for 30 years and it's just like, I didn't see it happening. I couldn't see, I always, I had princess syndrome. I thought the guy that I would marry would rescue me and he'd be loaded, a billionaire. And, you know, and I did it all backwards. Mm. I should have done that in my twenties, right? <laughs> but, yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> but so here, here we are. Um, the quarantine happened, right? So we got shut down for 14 months, which was really stupid because anything, you know, any kind of health hazard happens and, and the hookers are going to be the first ones to get over it. Okay. We're going to, we got around, we got around <laughs> yeah. AIDS. Okay. We figured it out. You know, they should have came and asked us how to deal with the, the, the epidemic. Cause we can, we would have told you how to deal with it. Okay. And we could all have still been making money. Okay. Cause we figure it out. Okay. Mm. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plus we already had all these rules in place anyhow for um, 
hygiene and uh, sanitation. So we already had all these rules in place to begin with. But anyhow, so we're shut down for like 14 months and like six, seven months into it. I'm like, wow, I'm really horny. And um, maybe I just can find a boyfriend. So I go on match.com and I find this boyfriend called Madly in Love. And never been, I was just like, oh my God, love songs make sense. This is so great. It was fantastic. It was fabulous. And yeah. he actually wanted to wait a couple weeks before we had sex. And I'm like, that's fucking weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving you blue balls. That's fucking weird. <laughs> but anyhow, so finally we, we get into the bed together and I just didn't think that he had a really huge member. And I was like, oh no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> And he goes, what are you You didn't talking? say that out loud, did you? I did. I said, this isn't going to work. But he oh, didn't my God. He goes, he goes, what are you talking about? Holy shit, murderer. <laughs> and I didn't tell oh him, God. right? But here's, here's what happened. Making passionate love when you're in love is so different than what, I mean, I thought that I wanted this this kind of guy with this kind of thing. and and, and But when you fall in love, it all goes out the window. None of it matters. You're in love with the person. Okay. Nothing else matters, you know. But when, so, but when so it comes to lust, but so size did not matter because it was the best sex I ever had in my entire life. It was passionate sex. It was. I thought I was selling the best sex on the planet. I wasn't because I had never been in love and knew what that kind of sex was. Now I do, wow. and now I can tell you for sure I'm selling the best sex on the planet. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I, I would imagine that you're the person that has a, a qualified answer. For that you know? yeah so but um in my, in my job in a job life sec, uh, size didn't matter because i couldn't even a lot of people ask what's your favorite position and i can say well it's different with different people there's different sizes and shapes and what people are you know like to do and and what they're good at mm. so it's all it, it always is different with each person it's a different thing that i like more right so yeah. it's, just, it's such an individual thing you can't measure everybody's penis and say well this one's better than that one it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. There's something to it when you have a real connection with someone. Like it's, it's a different form of sex. It really is. It's like a, this overall human connection where you, it sounds gay, but like where you become one. You know, when you climax at the same time and there's real love there, that feels so goddamn good. That's like it's, a fucking spiritual awakening. It is like out of this world. It is, it, it's intergalactic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. It's crazy how good it is. It's just like, you know, I mean, I would just be like, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. So now I try to sell that excitement kind of sex too. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Tell it like, you sex out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should I'm write a, you should write a book. This- I'm getting super turned on right now just thinking about it. I'm going crazy. <laughs> what 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 happened to him? What happened if you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh. Unless you don't want to talk about it, oh. that's cool. Oh well, at first I had thought about. Um, I was like, oh, well, 30 years in a pandemic. What more do you need? I'm retired. I'm good. I'm done. So yeah. I plan on just retiring and then just be with this guy. And um, then Susan didn't get to where we got. It got close to opening. And um, I looked at Suzette and I have like a, a 25 year connection with this woman and, and our owner had died a couple of years ago. And I was like, and I was, mm. and I was really mad at the, the governor for keeping us shut down. Okay. So yeah, I had to go, I had to make a stand with Suzette and be like, you know what? I can't let her open without me. I'm a, I'm a, an icon and in, in an industry leader. And 
if I don't come back, how do I know the other, other, other girls won't come back? But if I come back and say, hey, everything's okay, come on back, the girls would all come back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just couldn't let her open without me. Mm. And plus, if the, and if, the was- if the marriage didn't work out and I wanted to come back to work, she would never forgive me had I not opened with her. <laughs> you know? And plus, it was a real fuck you to Governor Sisolak, you know? I mean, I was, it just, it, we were treated so unfairly uh, in the quarantines and keeping us shut down for so long that I, I mean, I would go to his mansion that he doesn't even stay at and just like flip him off and be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so in. many fucking industries got like wrecked because of that. It's such bullshit. Shutting everything down, restaurants, family, businesses, like the brothels and shit. The thing, like, you know, you stand in line with your mask on and then be, go inside, go to a table and mask comes out. It's stupidest shit you ever heard. Bro, of, right? I know. It's so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. And on airplanes too, like, you can take off your your mask <laughs> right. to eat. What? What? Right. Are you dumb? Right. <laughs> I have like a permanent yeah. scar on my nose from the mask police in Las Vegas. I went down to <laughs> put your mask what? up. Put your mask up. Put your mask up. You know. And, uh, yeah. And it gave me like a really yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so That's and agreed, up. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So I don't think we're going to have another pandemic, though. I think that they got other things in place. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. The pandemics are all done. Fuck them. Yeah, I think Fuck we're the bullshit. Yeah, I don't think anyone is going to stand for those kinds of rules again. I mean, they'll have pure anarchy and, like, uh, yeah, pure civil, I mean, real civil war. And at least that's what, my, you know, my friends are like. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, what we have to look out for now is this weird shit with the UFOs. I mean, I don't know if that's a fucking plan to keep oh, us. I, no, you know, I don't know. I forgot about that, but I'm thinking, yeah, that's going to be their next thing because they have to have, like, these invisible um, threats, invisible threats, right? I mean, and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with an invisible threat as opposed to a real wartime threat where people are, are dying for you know, just mm-hmm. some other, some other person's cause or some other person's fear mongering, you know. So yeah, they have to keep you and completely in fear so that you you um you need the state. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting into politics now. Well, yeah. I mean, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we need less government and more more people. We need people that care. Well, it, it connects because what it does is it, it keeps people's businesses from running. It keeps businesses like yours from running and you love what you do. So if they, they come out with this shit that keeps people fearful from going out into the world, that directly affects you. Yeah. Well, it affects all of us. It's just tyrannical rule at that point. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know what? Just stay, stay on top of my website because us girls, we're going to figure it out. We're going to come We're going to come see you. <laughs> You know what it is, Air Force, Force Amy, what they need? Air Force service. Fucking Amazon, same-day delivery, one click, yeah. baby. Well, they were doing that, too. The strip clubs were doing that. They had girls out delivering beer, you know, so... Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what yeah. they need? The government they need to they need to visit the brothel. You know, they need a I'm little little you, tension you off. You know, this is how we originally got legal. Like in 1971, prior to that, we were never legal in the state of Nevada. Someone blew Abraham Lincoln. And the but the brothels were still thriving. They were they were here and alive and running. And um, they would um, work in one county. And if, if the 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 heat got really hot and they got ran out of that county, they'd pick up and go to another one. So Joe Conforti, he was the first one to put the brothels on solid ground in Reno. That was like um, in 1971. And the way he did that was his girls 
were all seeing, um, they were entertaining politicians, you know, for 20 bucks a pop, but they were, they were, you know, they were greasing the right palm and the right member. They were greasing the (laughs) right, you know, the right people in the right place. And it got legal. Oh, that's the way to do it. You know? So, I mean, that's, that's the only way you get anything done is you, you grease the palms of the politicians, right? Bring it back. That's how it Let's is. Let's bring that back. You know? Make, and, make America greasy again. Yeah, but, yeah. and Well, that's what it is. That's what the swamp is. <laughs> a bunch of greased palms, oh, man. shit. The swamp? The swamp is a bunch of greased palms, you know? And they've gotten so greased, so heavy, so so, you know, that they've got out of touch with what the reason they were really there for you know is there an archetype of person that has the best sex or like pays the the most amount of money like you can just tell when someone walks into the brothel is there like a specific person that that's on your radar that you're like oh it's gonna be a good customer you think you'd think you know but as soon as you start judging and trying to pre-guess who has money you're gonna lose a lot of business you know because Like, um, we allow guys to come, we allow guys to come in and just sit at the bar. We have regular locals that just come in, they're like maybe retired or, or, you know, after or contractors or whatever, and come in and they drink their beers and they never, ever, ever, ever party with anyone. Right. So most of the girls would be like, well, why would I go talk to him? He never parties. Right. And they go back to the room and I'm like, yeah, you never know, man. You go be nice to this guy every time he comes in. And I guarantee one day he's going to have a royal flush or he's going to inherit some money or something's going to happen. He's going to come back here with that money and come see me. Cause I have been nice to him for all these years. Ooh, that's you know? the long game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also that's a good point. We're near Lake Tahoe in incline village and these guys are billionaires up there. Right. But when they come out here to the lake, they put on their, their flannels and their holy jeans and, you know, and they're just decompressing from society. And so you you just can't judge a book by its cover, man. You never, never, never know. If the kid just inherited, you just never know, man. You never know. Be nice to You everybody. know if they have have like a like a gay brothel, like something that you guys are doing, but just strictly guys? They do not. They do not. <clears throat> um why is that? I think it's homophobia. Interesting. Honestly, I feel like there's a lot of money to be made. You know, yeah, it's just it's homophobia. Otherwise, they would. Damn. Yeah. Because hmm. it used to be um, we can't a male. Can, it used to be the health departments wouldn't let it fly because a male can't check a female the same way a female can check a male for STDs. Well, that all got thrown out the window when we started seeing couples. Yeah. So yeah. If that's not what it really is. So between you and I, I mean, let's call a card a card. That's what it is. It's homophobia. They don't want the. They don't want that. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up because you had sad. mentioned it's really this, sad, right? It is sad. It is right? sad. And I feel like there's a there's a market out there like that can just that seems like a fucking gold mine if someone were to right? open that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we we think about that, huh? Well, let's go into business. I'm telling you. <laughs> I get to test all the talent. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome! Yeah. Um, so you had you had mentioned this earlier, and I wanted to I wanted to come back around it. You said a lot of guys have low T nowadays. I'm, I'm wondering 
why you think that is? Um, well, it's just, it's our diet, you know, yeah. it's our diet and, um, and medications that people have been taking is medicate that, you know, it gets passed on through the placenta. This is me. This is just the Air Force Amy. I don't have any, you know, this is just me thinking off the cuff. Okay. Sounds and, good. Um, without any, you know, serious, uh, I haven't really. Yeah. There's no evidence backing it up really. I mean, there probably is. I'm sure there. I'm is. sure there is. This is just me talking. You know, this is just me seeing people a cross section of America between the sheets, and knowing what I know without any real evidence or or research. Okay, so I just think it's the diet and medication. Yeah. Period. I would think. I would think you're right. Whether that makes a lot of like our um, our country is so heavily medicated. You know that we're one of two. I believe countries that are able to show commercials for medications everywhere else has outlawed that shit. You are, you are not allowed to show um, medicational commercials on TV. You are not yeah, allowed to sell crazy. that shit. Market. Yeah. Cause as soon as you, you start seeing these commercials and all of a sudden, yeah, I got that. I think I have that, you know, and you yeah. necessarily medicate that and that in the environment, I forgot to add that with the pesticides and plastics and things that they put in our, our foods and, and in our environment that are allowed to happen. That, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's our environment, our medications, and our food. Did so? Have you seen like a, a significant change from like when you first started doing this till now? Like 100%, the uh, the 100%, type of man. One hundred. Yeah. One hundred. Holy shit. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Used to be a bunch. I mean, everybody was viral, and and, and it's everybody I talk to now. I have an ED. I have ED. I have everyone, every single one. That's why I said at the very beginning of the show oh, that damn. you were one percenter. That you were so you have such a high libido. I'm not kidding. Yeah. You know. So what I do with the gentleman that with the low libido, I, you know, there's there's things that we do. I do that are more theatrical or, or I have more, more tricks up my sleeve than just your average, your average girl. Right. So like, I mean, like if you're going to go a hundred miles, 150 miles in a race car, do you want to go with a professional race car driver or 200 miles yeah. an hour? I say 200 miles an hour. Do you want to get in the car with a professional race car driver or the girl you just met at the bar? Probably a professional driver. Right. So I have things in my I have things in my toolbox, things that I've learned over the years that if it's just we can we can figure out if you just have if you have a medical reason for low libido or if we can handle this through a series of sessions or one little thing just one different move here, different move there. Maybe you need Oh my god. Yeah, maybe you need slower uh um um foreplay maybe you need more foreplay maybe you need less sometimes a guy if you're doing a foreplay it's just it take you know there, there's different tactics and different different scenarios for different people and what your mindset thinks is sexy what turns you on so there's so many things we can work on you're like a tailoring service for sex <laughs> that's fucking awesome yeah like someone yeah. that you just meet at the bar is not gonna do that shit they'll probably just lay on their back and expect you to perform Right, and then and and you and you don't. You think, oh my god, I I don't I don't have no no sex skills. I don't know what I'm doing. Help me out, you know. And you, you internalize it, and you're just, yeah. You need me <laughs> to tell you, look, this is all you gotta do. It's all good. Try this. Yeah, there you go. Boom. We got you, you're this. like in the 
you're like able to get into the mind of a man somehow. That's fucking crazy. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah. I mean, people overthink it. It's, you know, it's such an overthought thing. And we, we put society in America mostly puts such um, negativity towards being sexual and I'm sex positive. And I was told like when I was young before and why I ran away from home, I was told, oh, sex is bad. You're bad. You're bad. You're bad. This is bad. Right. And I was like, I ain't buying that shit. <laughs> Did you grow like, up in a religious household? Uh, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of there. Yeah. That was, yeah. it was Catholics you know? And, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> usually, usually the freakiest ones, like are the people that go to like all the girls that go to like all girl schools and a Catholic schools. Like they can't wait to get in contact with the boy and just be like a complete freak. <laughs> you know, they're always the ones that are sheltered. It's hilarious. Really? really? You think the Catholic girls as the ones? As it, that was a- <laughs> <laughs> that was a Frank Zappa song, wasn't it? Catholic. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm damn. just here to say that sex is good, eroticism is good, sensual sensuality is good. It's not a cookie cutter thing, you know. It's just yeah. it's exploration and enjoyment. And just, yeah, yeah, be kind. Shouldn't be ashamed of it. People should like find out what they're into and like explore and experiment. Embrace it. I mean, yeah. This is like having married couples right? it's in just such a routine that, you know, and, and she yeah. maybe have never told him that, well, I don't like it this way. Well, I wish you wouldn't do this. But instead of saying that because, you know, it's mm. going to you know trip him out or screw up that session, I might as well just get through it, just get it, get it done with. And then, you know, a couple of years or a few years of let's just get it done with doesn't cut it anymore. And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell happened to our sex lives? Well, yeah, you go back to where you, you know, you were in love and it was new and it was exciting. You keep it new and exciting. You know, don't let the daily doldrums wear it out. And yeah. you know what? How about you both stay in shape? <laughs> People are going to hate me for this. <laughs> No, no, hell yeah. This is the right podcast to say that shit on. I say it all the goddamn time. How about you just stay in shape, man? Make yourself attractive for me. Both of you. Both of you. Go to both both parties, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You nailed it. Walk for 30 minutes with each other every day. That's all you need is a 30-minute walk every day, period. You know, go take a walk and talk about things. I guarantee your sex life will get better. You're like a fucking therapist. You know that? You know, that's just what I see for real. You know, that, that's I mean, the best people, kind of therapist. Yeah. Like people, yeah. Uh, you know, people are, you should write a book. You should, you know, or do, and it's like, I just don't even know all the stuff that I know, you know? Yeah, I but can't, here's I the can't thing. tell you that this, 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 and this is the way, yeah, I can't, you know, I, I, I don't think I could put it in a book. I can, and, you well, know, I can teach you in an hour. I can teach you in four day, four hours. I can teach you in a couple of years if you stay my client, you know? But I don't even know what to put. I don't even know what I know. Yeah, well, here's the thing that I have. I, 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 I have issues with like um, teachers, like college teachers that have never worked in the real world. Like they've always just stayed within the rope. So they went from like middle school to high school to college and now they teach at college. So they don't have any real world experience. Whereas to a person like you 
you've been hands-on, boots on the ground, in the field, working it, getting these experiences. So now you're able to share what you fucking learned in real life with people that are having real issues. Like you're able to make a connection. And I'm like getting so much of that from just talking to you. Then some person, like some educator that just gets their information from a book. Like, okay, anyone can just read that shit. You haven't fucking lived it. You can't, there's no way you can connect to me like you are connecting to me right now, Air Force Amy. There's just no way. You You know what I think as far as educators go right now is they're indoctrinated. They're not even allowed to teach what they know. They're not even allowed to teach the boots on the ground and the things that they know are real. They have to teach these unreal, fake, Mm. crazy things. You know, yep. and it's, I don't think it's always been like that in America, maybe to a certain extent, but not to what it is today. You know, you have yeah, to go, you have to go to these indoctrination classes and you have to teach and, and, and you're blackballed if you don't do, teach. It's just craziness, man. Yep. And then yep. as far as, you know, therapists go and they write their book and they've got things. It's all a shtick. It's a stick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What can I write a book on that'll capture people's attention and make me feel like an authority? And I'd say I'm in the authority and this is what it is. There's no evidence. There's no proof. They they make it up. It's all fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta you gotta talk to real people. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends, and um, talk to people you trust. Don't you know my grandpa used to say, um, "What's that?" Yeah, and it was he always said it all the time. He said, "Don't believe anything that you hear, and only half of what you see." And this was back Oof. in you know the '60s and '70s. Yeah. Don't believe any. You know yeah. he had gone through World War II. You know, God damn, that's a tough man right there. That is a, you know? a hardened man right yeah. there. He was yeah. so funny. I love him. He was so funny. He was a drunk, but he was funnier than shit. Okay. <laughs> that's where I got my <laughs> sense of humor from was my grandpa on my dad's side. He was, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you live through World War II, you might be looking for substances to kind of alleviate that too, you know? That's yeah. like such a dramatic thing to go he through. He was just a funny Lord. drunk though. He was funny. But you know what? He, and Good. I, my dad was full rotten. My grandpa was like the first, they were the first house on a block with a television, first house on a block with a, with a car, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he owned his own business, right? He was, he was a tool and die <laughs> shop. And yeah. It was Damn. Yeah. Cool. Good for them. That's awesome. Air Force Amy, um, I want to, I want to thank you for coming on here. We've reached the one hour mark. These podcasts usually go for one hour. I want to give you a, a second to to go ahead and you know shill some of your websites, how people can reach you. If you want to leave the listeners with anything, you know, go ahead and do so now. Thanks, baby. Thanks, Jay. Hey, sure. Air Force Amy, Air Force Amy dot com, Air Force Amy on Twitter, Air Force Amy on Instagram. Whether I'm mean, you know sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. They deactivate me here and there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Air Force Amy, Air Force Amy. That's all. Just Google Air Force Amy. And airforceamy.com. Right. You stay, uh, sign up for my newsletter, right? So, I, mm. um, yeah, you'll find out uh, what I'm doing next. I'm being a guest on a lot of podcasts right now and getting my feet wet so I can um, start my own podcast. What do you think? Hell yeah, you should. You're yeah. the perfect person to do that. Fuck yeah. yeah. So, Hell yeah. This is, I'm all for yeah. that. Let me know when you drop that and I'll, uh, I'll promote the shit out of it on my Instagram. Aww, thank you, Jay. I want you to come out sure. and see me. I swear to God, I don't even know what you look like. I just know you're a hockey player and I'm in love. <laughs> I'm so Check out my Instagram. You'll see what that looks like. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out and visit you. We'll oh, yeah. Fun. We got to make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you ski? Awesome. Air Force Amy. Shit. What's that? Do you ski? Snow I snowboard. Snowboard. Oh, yeah. Hands down. You gotta come out to Tahoe, honey. 
Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I've always right? wanted to go out there. Okay, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. Awesome. We're gonna make it happen. Okay, yeah, airforceavy.com. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> you're <laughs> awesome. Dude, you're like the most you're one of the most fucking awesome people I've spoken to. You're so down to earth. It's cool to talk to like a regular fucking person. Right? That was you. So that's <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for being that. That's so okay. cool. All right. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. Sure. I love you listeners. Um, you know what? Everybody just spread some love, man. Love, love, love. Get yeah. in the bed and try and love someone. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ooh, there we go. All the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in and go love someone. All right. Check out Air Force yeah. Amy. All right. Wait, Peace out, everyone. Bye. Peace,